Uh, so I watched the Netflix trailer for the new Lost in Space. Apparently, they're making a new Lost in Space. Yes. Which that's what's up. Which made me want to go back and watch clips for Lost in Space, the 1998 movie. Yes, which we love, starring William Hurt and, and we Matt LeBlanc many and Heather times. Graham. Yep. And who else is in it? Oh, Lacey Chabert. Lacey that was Chabert. the one I was talking about. Yep. And that really dorky looking kid. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who the kid was. He was a real dork. Yeah, but. Oh, and, and Gary Oldman is oh, the, Gary Oldman, the, the yes. doctor that sneaks onto He's the He's like the ship. The ultimate villain. Yeah. I was just thinking about that movie because I remember loving it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching these clips and I'm like, this is a garbage film. Like, I was like, is this going to be good or not? No. Nope. It's bad. Yeah. But it's still fun, kind of like in a really stupid 90s way. Mm-hmm. And clearly I am an apologist for pretty much all movies, I guess. I don't sure. know. But, man, I loved that movie. And there were some things that still are kind of cool. Like, the kid has an, an overlay that, that controls the robot. Mm-hmm. And he's used that to, like, fight bug aliens. That's awesome. Yeah. And... It's pretty much like a... a not like a power fantasy for kids. Oh, it kind of is, But though. it's like, you know, a kid is going into a realistic space scenario... It's pretty weird. Right. Which got me really... The thing that really got me, though, not in regards to the 98 movie, but about this new trailer, is that this kid's in a spacesuit, and this kid's like a preteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like 11. And all I could think is, that kid's going to grow out of that spacesuit in like a week. <laughs> you're going to hit puberty, and you're going to need a new spacesuit. So yeah. do they like pack like six spacesuits for him yeah they have no idea how tall that kid's gonna be that kid's gonna be huge probably who knows he's gonna gain weight he's gonna like get super tall he's yeah. gonna he's gonna have a, like a spacesuit and the arm arms and legs are gonna be too short mm-hmm. and he's gonna just look real <laughs> dorky Thank you so much 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 So I saw Itanya. Yes, I also did. You saw it before like I a did. A week ago, yeah. And you sounded like you kind of liked it. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. I was just kind of over the moon for it. And I'm mad that it's not up for Best Picture. Yeah, I'd probably pick it over and some things. There's There are like four films that I think it's better than. Actually, I think it's better than almost every film. Mm-hmm. But some of that's probably just because I just saw it. Mm-hmm. But also I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks to the themes i enjoy i really like metatextual stuff oh. i like the whole like turn to the camera and like talk to talking I, about what the movie what's in the movie breaking the fourth wall is pretty much a guarantee that i will like the movie in some way that's a weird one it is a, but that into you know why it's the muppets uh. it's like the muppet movie <laughs> yeah like kermit being like that's not in the script or something like that yeah. <laughs> that's entirely why i love all breaking the fourth wall jokes yeah it absolutely is wow <laughs> yeah so anyway i love Titania. yeah it's fantastic it's very funny and the thing i like so much about it is that it's the first biopic biopic we're gonna go biopic we need this to hash is... this we need to hash this out now we're gonna yeah. use this word a lot uh everybody else tweet at us what do you think we'll put up a poll on twitter yeah <laughs> how is it pronounced if you think it's biopic i'm sorry you might just have to turn this off because I'm going to say biopic the entire time. I'll also say biopic because Perfect. it's probably actually biopic from biographical picture or whatever. Yeah. But biopic's easier to say and more fun to say. And it actually sounds like a word. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So we're going to say biopic. Sorry. Okay. So it's the first biopic in 
how many years that I feel like actually has something to say about its subject, mm-hmm. which got me thinking in broad terms about biopics in general. Mm-hmm. First, I just want to say, I, Tanya, is fantastic, and you, everyone should see it. Mm-hmm. It's truly tremendously good, and mm-hmm. what was so great about it is that it had something to say about Tanya Harding, and not just about Tanya Harding, but about how celebrity is in America, yeah, and about growing up like in poverty mm-hmm. and that cycle and what that does to you yeah and how people make bad choices because they're already in a bad state yeah and how it's things seem like a good situation even if it's not yep there are just so many things and even just on that different level there's like an interview it's set up as it they did two interviews one with tanya harding and one with jeff Galuli, mm-hmm. her ex-husband and they give wildly conflicting and contradicting interviews and stories of what happened with yeah. tanya harding yeah. And they set that up in the movie, and it's such a great, timely thing of who to believe and how. Yeah. Especially in the whole era of fake news, I think it's very sure. It's very interesting to like figure out a perspective of like who to believe and how. Mm-hmm. That was so interesting because there are so many biopics that don't have anything to say yeah. about their subject other than this is an interesting story. Yeah, there's a lot of them that it's just like, well, this happened... You know, and if it's a subject that you either already know enough about mm-hmm. or one, a topic of the world or of history or whatever that's just not interesting. Or that's like, been done to death. Yeah, then it's like, who cares? Right. I, I have it more where I usually see them as kind of a window into something that's yeah. bigger than just a person. It's a starting point. That's usually what makes it interesting to me. And like, I, Tanya was good for that because it was kind of about the world of ice skating. Yeah. And, like, the bizarre class divisions that are in ice skating. Right. That totally. was all really interesting. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, and, like, her life was interesting about. by itself, but that also, it makes it seem bigger and yeah. seem more important. Exactly. So yeah, There are a lot of ones that come out that are just like, oh, who cares? Totally. Like, the Stephen Hawking one a couple of years ago. That's the only one of that year I haven't seen oh. that was up for Best Picture. It, I'm not going to say there was, like, nothing redeeming about it. Yeah. There was things in it that were kind of cool. For a lot of movies like that, I almost think the movie would be better if they didn't actually make it a real thing. Yeah. If they could have taken a guy like that and fictionalized it in a way that would make it a better movie. Well, that's an especially interesting one because that year, Mm -hmm. there were like four of the ten pictures were biopics. Because that was Imitation Game Imitation Game, which was also Who cares? It was fine, but I was just like... It didn't have anything interesting to say about I couldn't understand thinking it was that important. Yeah. Of a... Or at least... Because the thing, Alan Turing, like that, important guy, Yep. his life's struggle is kind of relevant to today. Yeah. But they didn't like... I didn't feel like they made that connection. No. Or... That they really came up with any reason for me to care about him other than the, that he was insanely good at math. Right. And he, you know, had a tough time because he was a uh, closet gay. Yeah, but I mean, like, for you'd think that they could, I don't know, yeah, either... They did a bad job of contextualizing that in, in, in yeah. a way that would make it interesting for the movie. Yeah. So It didn't then, help the movie. So that year, it was those two. Selma also came out, which was a very good movie. Yeah, Selma was cool. Um, and Although that one was one where... I'm not like I didn't know a ton about the specifics yeah. of like that march that they went on. Yeah, 
Well, I got already pretty much settled on which side of the civil rights debate I was on. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think a lot of the more interesting biopics. Yeah, a lot of the more interesting biopics that I've or the ones that I think are interesting. It's almost like a whole new world of this entire situation. Yeah. Well, so, even even like uh, another one that came out that year. That's all the same year. That was like 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love and Mercy, the Brian Wilson biography, oh, yeah. which was great because mm-hmm. we both love the Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, and specifically Brian Wilson and his whole thing. yeah. But once again, that one is like, wow, this guy had an interesting life, mm-hmm. and it didn't. I don't know. It, I don't feel like it really recontextualized him for no. Me. If you didn't already like, I liked that movie because I am already obsessed with Brian Wilson. Right. So exactly. for me, it was just cool to see them recreate all of these things that happened that yeah, I care about. Absolutely. But for most biopics. Or not even just biopics, but just historical movies in general. Mm-hmm. Usually, if the thing that's impressive about the movie is that they impressively recreated the time and the events, who cares? Yes, yeah. We've reached the point where we can accurately recreate basically anything now. Right. So unless you have a very niche interest in seeing that be real, that, yep. that's not enough. Yeah, so this actually got me thinking, and I've got kind of three categories, I want to say, mm-hmm. of biopics that I think exist Mm -hmm. and within these categories i think you can fit every biopic that has happened in the last however long Mm -hmm. and they are this is an interesting story Mm -hmm. that's most of them Mm -hmm. just like huh what an interesting life this person led or what an interesting thing that happened Mm -hmm. it's like even this year darkest hour is basically that like yeah interesting like month where winston churchill took off and sometimes you're gonna get ones where it's not really about the person it could have been anybody in that situation, but it just happened to have happened. Yeah, totally. You know, like Oscar Schindler is not that interesting of a guy, but the Holocaust is... Sure. It, all, what he did in it was interesting. Well, and that leads into my second category, yeah. which is this story is important. Oh, yeah. So that includes, you know, like Schindler's List yeah. or like Selma. Yep. Where it's like, this is an important historical thing that happened and we should all know about it. Mm-hmm. Even if you already do agree with it. Mm-hmm. So that's... And that's fine. That's like a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. But these are also the movies that are always up for Oscars or those first two categories. Yeah. And it's always sad to me that the third category, which is I have something interesting to say about this person or event that people already know about. Mm-hmm. Like I want to take this and put it in a new light. Mm-hmm. That's the third category. And that's where I think Itanya falls. And I think there are okay. fewer that fall into that category. Yeah. But those are always really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Because they do have... I mean, they're just movies with something to say. Yeah. Other than, like, this was important. So you'd rather have them take a side, so to speak. Or yes. not really take a side, but yeah. Like, have something beyond just letting the viewer... I want them to... Let the chips fall where they may and let the viewer think what they think about this guy. Yeah, I want Instead them to... Instead, we we're, like, we're kind of pushing an idea about I want this them person. to recontextualize it for me yeah. in a way that I haven't thought about already. Yeah. Because, you know what? Selma is really great, mm-hmm. but it didn't make me think, like, oh, well, you're right. Like, it was good that they marched. Like, yeah. obviously, I agree it was yeah. good that they marched. And yeah. I, I really agree that it was good that Oscar Schindler saved a bunch of people <laughs> yeah. who were being murdered. Like, yeah. That's well, good. Yeah, and I can see... So, like, and we keep using it as examples, a pretty good one. Like, Selma, I feel like the a lot of the point of that movie yes. was to, like, humanize him. For sure. Which, which I think I'd it, say it did. Yeah, it did. But even that, too, it's it, not to something you wouldn't have thought of. of an enormously mythic figure. Yeah, it's, yeah, maybe, it's probably not something that you wouldn't have thought of yourself. Yeah. Like, so, anyway, I was thinking of some that I really felt mm-hmm. 
uh, recontextualize things in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And Itania was obviously the place where this all started. Yep. So that's kind of my big one now. Yep. Because it made me rethink like the role of sort of economics yeah. in stuff like figure skating or yep. even just in general it yep. made me like look at wealth disparity yeah and even mother-daughter relationships like in a way that when i was watching ladybird which is sort of a it's oh, yeah. not it's not a biopic not, but yeah it's definitely it's a little based on bit autobiographical like, it's an interesting one this year to like go back and forth on because they're both about teenage girls teenage girls who grow up poor yep and their relationship, their relationship with their mom, with their mom. Yeah. yeah which is really interesting and one of them uh, I'd say Lady Birds still has like a great good experience mm-hmm. and sort of gets out of it in an in- interesting way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Tanya does not. So nope. yeah, she yeah crashes burns. Right, exactly. So there were some other ones that I was thinking about too. And the first one that came to mind, and I think this one didn't mean to be this way, but it uh-huh. was, uh-huh. is American Sniper. Oh boy, yeah. We could talk about that all day. I'm Man, sure. But yeah, so we saw American Sniper in the theater in in uh, Phoenix, in, Arizona, with a bunch of old no, no, retirees. No, 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 like no, 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 no. That was that was Grand right? Torino. We saw American Sniper oh, yeah. in the Mall of America. Oh yeah, that's with Dad. right. Yeah. Um, Man, that was something else. Yeah, but uh, yeah, boy, that movie is really weird because okay, so Clint Eastwood <sighs> is notoriously intensely conservative. Yeah, and he also had a side to take in the movie, which is that this guy was a hero, basically. Right. But when you watch that movie, anyone who watched that movie came out with their own... It proved their point, basically. Either that, boy, the military is important and this guy was a hero, or the military and war absolutely ruined this guy's life in every sense of the... the Yeah. And just that this guy got taken advantage of by all of this, like propaganda essentially Guess which side and just we're got on. pulled in yeah right and just got pulled into this thing that he shouldn't have had to do right and, and <laughs> i think that clint eastwood absolutely did not mean for that to be the case no i think he really thought wow yeah he went through some hard the stuff fact that this the fact that this guy got killed is yeah. essentially like reality arguing against clint eastwood's points <laughs> yeah like clearly this guy's life got ruined yeah absolutely uh, he got to like feel heroic for a while and then yeah but even that even like all of the he was clear the whole movie he was insanely stressed out the whole thing Mm -hmm. was kind it was supposed to look like yeah this is what heroes do to like make all this stuff happen they all get ptsd yeah but then all of the scenes of him in the war are also him having a terrible time yeah and like doing making decisions that like shoot this child yeah like that's not like so what he's dealing with all the stress in his personal life so that he can go struggle over whether or not he should shoot a child yeah. like what's the ultimate what's, what's end, the upside i guess i i know like the stated thing that clint eastwood would say is like the protection of all of us he's protecting our freedoms yeah but it's like by going by to the other side of the world and decide, shooting a pakistani kid by having to decide whether or not he's going to shoot a kid yeah uh, i'm sorry afghani kid yeah he did not mean to make a movie that depicts how cruelly these people are treated. Yeah. <laughs> but he accidentally did. He sure did. And he didn't realize he was doing it. <laughs> Which is really funny. Yeah. In its own sad way. Yeah. But anyway, that one's a big one for me. Even though yeah. I can't say it's a... It's weird that it was up for an Oscar, even. It is weird. But Bradley Cooper did a very good job. Yeah, he did a good job. Uh, well, and it's just like a weird production of a movie. Like, oh, people man. talked a lot about the fake, the, the obviously fake baby. Fake baby. Yeah. Uh, but that movie just has 
it almost seemed like kind of a cheap production. Oh, it is. Otherwise, Clint Eastwood is notorious for like doing one take and yeah. moving on. But and just even being cheap. so, that that's what makes it weird for it to be nominated for Best Picture because it's nominally a producer's award. Right. It is definitely an interesting movie. Yeah. And I think I don't know if you can't watch a movie like that. If you if you have to say that movie is bad because you disagree with the message of what the guy who made it yeah. thinks, I just disagree. Like I don't know, that's just not what, what that's not all there is to yeah, movies. For sure. Like if you made a very accurate lens through which people can see how you think, that's a pretty good start. Which is kind of what movies should movie. be in some senses. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Well, here's another one that actually I think is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite one, The Social Network. Yes. When you were you talking about this, I was like already thinking, is this when we're going to get to talk about The Social Network? Yes. Okay, so Tyler and I both are obsessed with The Social Network. If yep. you've ever like sat and talked to us about movies for any I've of the been time. made fun of for bringing it up repeatedly but too many times. The thing about it is that it's a completely brilliant take on a person in... Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good take in general. It's a great movie about what people are willing to do in order to be successful. Yep. Including pretty much sacrificing all of your friends and mm-hmm. livelihood just mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially, the more and more we get into it, especially now that we're in 2018 and we yeah. saw that Facebook essentially like decided an election. Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. clearly a movie about a monster in the making. Yeah. And you don't even need to get that far into it. Just the fact that it's a movie about him selling out his friends to make a website for connecting with friends. Yeah. Is on its own like a perfect Greek tragedy. It's delicious. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And, and just straight up stealing from people and Yeah. And just and the fact that befriending like the worst type of people. Well, and the idea that these are essentially the people that society rewards. Right. You know, this is a guy at the time that the movie was being made, was like rising up the ranks of richest people on earth. Right. And to say to pretty accurately point out that this is how these people operate. Like, these are the people who we are rewarding, Yeah. ultimately. If that doesn't make you question the way in which people are rewarded in society, I feel like it's it's a very good way to get people to think about that. Yeah. That isn't a political speech or something. Yeah, You totally. know, like an economic lecture. Just letting people see it firsthand. Yeah. And letting them put themselves in the person's shoes. Yeah. That's, that's what... I mean, that's kind of what all biopics strive for in some senses. Yeah. But I think the ones that are truly effective are the ones that really get you to do that. Yeah. And maybe some of that is for us, we're two white dudes. So clearly, like, Selma's not going to be the same thing. And maybe it should be like, oh, what we have done when we have, like, walked across the bridge and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we're we're kind of like lazy all human beings kind of, like, settle into the groove of, like, this is close to my experience Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I think it's easy to, I mean, for us to just say, like, these are the ones we related to. Yeah. But also, I think that some of these are intended to be a little more nebulous and make you decide where you would fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw last year the, and I can't think of it, is Battle of the Sexes, I think is the name of it. Yeah, that's the Uh, one with Steve Carell and Emma, Emma Stone. Yep. And they're playing Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Right. And they're doing the big tennis match. Yep. Uh, where so Bobby Riggs, you know, he's this male chauvinist. He actually called himself that right, a lot. Right. Uh, he was like an older retired tennis player, and he says he's going to take on Billie Jean King for 
you know like charity right uh i don't know if it was i think it was actually just for him to profit personally yeah he was basically what's the thing he was like this the the movie opens with billy jean king and these other uh women tennis players like trying to have success playing tennis essentially yeah and trying to bust their way into like the tennis establishment they were playing great tennis mm-hmm. and they just no one wanted to pay them for it you know and like right. they were even like getting people they were even like getting spectators like yeah. it wasn't even that they couldn't pull in the viewers they just they didn't were get the sponsors just because the People who were running the tennis organizations could get away with it. Yeah. So these women, they all decided jointly to make their own thing. Yep. It's like their own tennis organization. They're doing this. They're making waves, all that. And then Bobby Riggs just kind of swoops in and just as this shyster just hijacks the entire conversation and just makes it all about whether or not she could beat him. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with what they were going for. They were just trying to say that they should be able to make a living playing tennis. Yeah. And it was really interesting. So towards the end, you know, they're having the match and it's Mm -hmm. this huge thing. I think it was, they had it like in the Superdome or something, some big stadium. It was like basically, I think still the like largest attendance at a single tennis match ever. Nice. Um, And like lots of people watching on TV. But they had all these clips of people watching the match, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. They could have just had the match play out, mm-hmm. and she wins, and they're all excited. But, like, during the match, they had a lot of shots of people's reactions. Mm-hmm. And some of them were people in the stands who, you know, you could they had, like, a sign saying who they were rooting for. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Or people who were in the story, who had a vested interest in the situation, also pretty obvious. But then they had a lot of shots of just regular people watching it. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome because it really made me think about how you kind of watch a movie like this and you see shots of like a husband and a wife watching it on TV and they're kind of reacting to it different. And it made me think about how, you know, for me, if I'm putting myself in a historical situation like that, I could think... How would I respond to that? Yeah. But if I'm doing that, I'm thinking of it as myself. Right. How would I, I be groomed for being groomed for greatness for however many years, react in this situation where I'm under pressure, this intense yeah. pressure, versus now we're civilians? Well, not even that. Not not the tennis match. Oh. The, pe- the people watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The people yeah. who are like rooting for one or the other. And like yeah. I could watch it and think like that I being me, I, I kind of went through all this in my head where I think, okay, I being me. I'd be rooting her for her because she's clearly the good guy in this situation. But if I had been you the person that I am and the wherever. demographic that I am at my age in that year, I would have been raised differently. Right. And then I thought from there, well, I maybe <laughs> I wouldn't. Really, oh, yeah, convoluted. Well, and then I, but then I don't even know if I would be in the same demographics if I had been born to somebody else. That's kind of well. Now you're just getting into like I know, but that's the thing. That's why I'm saying it's a good movie. Is that <laughs> it? It like makes you think about you know like your place in the world yeah and how it could have been different if you had been you know in a different time in a different place all that kind of stuff yeah for sure and that you don't really need to relate to people who seem like they're like you even in history like you don't need to take the sides of people who just because your demographic at that time also took that side right because you don't know who you would have been uh, so That's yeah true. i don't know Interesting. I, that was kind of a cool one just because it kind of expanded how i thought about yeah it sounds watching like a, a movie that's crazy <laughs> i was gonna say some more stuff about social network oh but yeah well hey now i 
It's like my favorite movie, so yeah. you don't need to talk me into talking more about The Social Network. Well, I just was going to say it had something to say about mm-hmm. its subject. Oh, yeah. And it's directed really well also, yeah. which is great. And the dialogue's incredible. I mean, and it's Aaron Sorkin writing yeah. the dialogue, so it's clearly not realistic, but it doesn't have to be. No. It sets... And the framing it of it... It makes its own universe where people actually talk like that. Right. And the framing of it with the courtroom, mm-hmm. like he said, she said thing mm-hmm. also, maybe that's just what I like. Maybe it's Yeah, just maybe the, you just like people disagreeing in the movie. Yeah. Well, it is kind maybe of... I want, real, maybe is, I want them to cut away and, and be like, hold on, I was telling a story yeah. here. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing I want. Any biopic could well, be that. Well, because a lot of movies don't really, you know, leave the possibility that they're wrong. Right. But I think that is kind of honest to have a point, even that I say, the movie kind of makes the point that Mark Zuckerberg is the bad guy. Yeah. Right? But it does leave leave open the possibility that he's not. Right. Because I remember when I watched it in 2010, that's the other thing that's so great about this movie is that when I watched it, at the time I was like, oh yeah, I would do what Mark Zuckerberg did. He made Facebook. He's great. Like, yeah. That's awesome. He yep. did. He was successful. Ultimately, his stuff paid off. Yeah. And now I watch it, and I'm like, wow, he's a complete monster. Well, it's weird. I feel like whenever I've watched it, I do still feel sympathetic towards him. Yeah. But just in the sense that, and obviously this is the character. Who knows how different Mark Zuckerberg in real, is in real life? Maybe Mark Zuckerberg in real life has no emotions. I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, that's he's the a most robot. likely. That's the most likely way that he's different from the movie. Oh yeah. But in the movie, it all comes out of his desire to connect with people better and the fact that he thinks that the way that you connect with people is by first being successful and that they'll be drawn to you right and the fact that he misreads has so these poorly. people who care about him already yeah, yeah he misreads the situation so poorly he has these people who care about him already he kind of has the things that he thought he wanted well, that's why he just so thinks they're not good enough that's why even the opening scene is so brilliant because he lays out the whole exactly what he's yeah. going to do and his yeah. girlfriend straight up calls he him out has on it a and girlfriend. breaks up with yeah. him. He has a girlfriend and he loses her because he can't stop talking about how his life would be better if he was in these elite clubs. Right. Like that's, and so, that's uh, literally a reflection of the whole movie. It's yeah. It's so brilliant. Yeah. And it, I think it is also great because one, I mean, obviously trashes this guy that deserves it. Yeah. But also, and kind of, I don't know, pulls the curtain out from this veneer of extremely wealthy people being presumed to be good yeah also it kind of gives you something that you can do which is you know don't focus on just getting ahead as a way to get people to like you yeah that's a trap that people can find themselves in use your morals and just be a good person well and that's a good thing like stop and appreciate the people who are around you yeah. You know, and like find the value. Even like him and his girlfriend at the beginning, he was talking about how his life would be so much better. But it's like, man, you're going to Harvard and you have a girlfriend. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. You know, like you're appreciate what you great. have for like a and minute. And your girlfriend is Rudy Mara. <laughs> yeah. Who's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really on. messed up, dude. Yeah. Which right? I know that's fictional, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's still great. Yeah. I don't know what his situation was in real life. Um, I just wanted to sidestep that one to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steve Jobs movie, quick. Oh yeah. I don't need to like really delve into it, but I mm-hmm. thought that was fine. But essentially, I'm assuming just you're a... talking about the Michael Fassbender one, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> Not the, the Ashton Kutcher. One. Uh, did, I don't think anybody saw that because one. the Mike, this one, the Michael Fassbender one, was also written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, and I think that one's good. But we already knew that Steve Jobs was kind of the worst. Yeah, and this just pretty much proves like, wow, he really just from the get go was just the most awful human being alive, yeah. and he designed some good stuff good for him well and he's, even when you talk jerk. about a movie having something to say about a guy yeah 
or a person or whatever. I can't think of what the movie had to say about him other than that he was mean. Yeah. You know, like he was just like impersonal. It doesn't really get into why. Yeah. They talk about him and his parents or something a little bit. I can't remember. <sighs> yeah. He was adopted. That was a whole I thing. think that was, they mentioned it, but they didn't, I don't know. He had trouble like coming to terms with that. Yeah. But it didn't really tie it together no. in any way with was the bad... other themes of the movie. He was a bad parent. Yeah. I guess. But I don't know. Can I just go to a side note about Steve Jobs? Yeah. He designed that big, the big Apple campus, you know, mm-hmm. that is just finally being completed. Yep. And they're using these enormous uh, panes of glass. Mm-hmm. Apparently, people are running into them all the time <laughs> because they're looking down at their iPhones too much. Nice. And they just can't see it. Nice. And so they're putting up like sticky notes on the glass. And then they had a memo go out that said, you can't put sticky notes on the glass. It's not what Steve Jobs would have wanted. <laughs> so... Yeah, normal company. As a final dump on Steve Jobs, yeah, the thing he designed hurts people, literally. <laughs> yeah, it literally hurts their faces when they walk into it. Right. And so another couple, I'm just going with the last five or six years, or mm-hmm. last ten years, probably. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street seemed like it had something to say, but we oh, already kind of knew he was greedy. But we've, we've, I feel like, have we it's talked more about, about that one before? Just you we mentioned a it a little bit uh, when we were talking about Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But that it doesn't matter who the guy is. No one yeah. had heard of that guy. Right. It's kind of cool, but it's more interesting that it has something to say about Wall Street as a yeah. whole. It's about a movie. How yeah, it's definitely a movie about Wall Street. Yes. The fact that it's a true story is adds credibility to it. Yeah. But no one went into it thinking, oh man, I got to go see that Jordan Buford movie. Belfort. Belfort. See, nobody there you go. nobody thought that because he's not famous no so exactly Sorry. yeah the fact that that movie had something to say is almost assumed because why else would it have gotten made yeah you think moneyball had anything to say about anything oh it was a little bit like with a little bit the same as the social network in terms of like kind of enjoying what you have I mean, this is but, all Aaron Sorkin, so I think he pretty much mastered it with the first one and then just kind of diminishing returns. I like, the the, I like Moneyball a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. But but. It's more because I enjoy watching people overturn established things. Sure. Like, he takes a big risk, and it works out for him. It's almost like a better sports movie yeah. than whatever other kind of movie you're gonna say it is yeah sports movies are kind of its own genre yeah and they i mean there is just like a classical basically sports montage mm-hmm. thing yeah you know you or go. like they gotta like round up the gang of these misfit guys and it's it's not really about <laughs> yeah, Billy Bean either you're right okay yeah it's i'm just just a cool sports movie um i'm going off the list of uh on wikipedia you... of biographical movies and there are an unbelievable amount oh, yeah. of them did you see jackie no i never did see that was jackie that was cool because one? one jackie kennedy was an interesting person mm-hmm. but most of the things that you would know about the kennedys in general aren't really going to be about her. Gotcha. She's usually kind of just there also, yeah. which, I mean, she's the she wasn't the president. Kind of makes sense. But also, it covers a ton, you know, so it's about the assassination of John F. Kennedy and the immediate aftermath in which she had to plan his funeral. Right. Which was obviously the first funeral of a sitting president in like 100 years. Yeah. And, or not 100 years, anyway. Uh, a long time in like the modern era with tvs and stuff yeah and i was gonna say fdr but yeah and also basically move out of the white house so that the johnsons could move in like Right. right away and it was that's one where people 
obviously are familiar with the Kennedy assassination. Most people, I assume, are not that familiar with the planning of his funeral. Oh, for sure. And the fact that there would be so much tension over it and so much to disagree about. Yeah. And the the fact that everybody was worried that there was going to be more, you know, that someone could assassinate one of them. Yeah. And Sounds like interesting stories. Yeah. And still, it was an but... interesting situation. And she's an interesting person. The way it's shown is through her giving a series of interview or giving a long interview to a journalist. Oh, okay, sure. And a lot of it is basically stuff that she says he can't print. Oh, interesting. And so, and it kind of includes a lot of things that she doesn't say to the guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what even you could say that it says about her. Yeah. Probably not a lot. Other than the fact that she's more capable and resilient than people probably would think of her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a thing. It was enjoyable. Um, one that came up on the list here that I actually also wanted to bring up is another David Fincher one. Zodiac. Oh, yeah. It's oh, about a guy, but it's more about obsession mm-hmm. and kind of what people will do and how long they'll go to get at something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Especially, and the whole point is that it's unsolvable. Yeah. And it literally consumed this guy's life. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing to it is. think about. That's one. I always think that that movie shouldn't be good. Yeah. Because it's so unwieldy to try to show something that's happening over that long of a period of oh, time. Oh, yeah, totally. And like the first half of the movie is about the Zodiac killings, but then they have to kind of drop it because he stops killing people. Right. And this guy spends the next decade trying to find him. It's very... You would try to tell me, I don't know, I would assume most of the time that they would have screwed it up. Yeah. Actually shooting that movie. Oh, totally. Uh, but it's fantastic. And even that too, I don't know if it totally says anything about the guy. That's one definitely where the story is more interesting sure. than the person. Yeah. Especially because he's not even the main character throughout the whole movie. No, but it's still, I mean, it has something to say. This is it, just from the list. Yeah, I wouldn't really I like, say it's biographical either. Yeah, but I, it, like, I like how that movie does have stuff to say like the fact that the movie is what that guy wrote in his book yeah is pretty interesting yeah it does make you kind of think about kind of the unknowability of some situations for sure yeah it is and it, it's that's not, a mysteries just aren't solved yeah and can't and, be yep and the fact that this is just that how that one guy thinks about it yeah it's almost like a real life rashomon where <laughs> we can't really know if he's right yeah and it's not unsatisfying. Yeah. That totally. I think would normally be unsatisfying to end and we don't know what happened for right. sure. But in this one, it's not about that necessarily. Yeah. It's, not, it really, about it's that. not really about him finding that guy. It's about him. Well, at least his character arc isn't about him really finding yeah. that guy. It's um, about him trying to sort himself out. Kind yeah. Of. Two more quick mm-hmm. before we, we're going pretty long here, mm-hmm. but Jarhead, great one about just war in general and how Mm -hmm. there wasn't really especially a point to go over there and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which was great Mm -hmm. uh it's just super well done Mm -hmm. and jake gyllenhaal's great in it Mm -hmm. but then the one i really want to talk about is capote oh yeah that one is awesome because Mm -hmm. it's you know about truman capote and writing in cold blood Mm -hmm. but it's really about kind of the same thing of it's kind of the social network thing a little bit of like what would you be willing to do what what morals would you be willing to sort of give up in order to do Achieve something great? greatness. Yeah. yeah. And he basically takes advantage of this criminal mm-hmm. in order to get like as much story as he possibly can. Yeah. And like leads him along and tells him, yeah, I'm going to get you free. I'm going to get you your appeal or whatever. Yeah. And then just abandons him straight up. 
Yeah, pretty brutal. It's so brutal. Read the book, In Cold Blood. Yeah. It's great. Great book. Watch the movie, Capote. You don't have to do it in any order. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise, the people that it's about murders, and the people do get murdered, mm-hmm. and the people that it's about do do it. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. But it's, man, that movie's great. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is truly It's a very intense movie. It. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I can't speak too much on it, but I remember enjoying it. It's really good. It's... Uh, just a great that's another one that has something to say about its subject and i like yeah while we're doing this yeah i'm going to mention two of them which are backing up a little bit one of them's backing up a little bit one of them's backing up quite a bit more but i think they're unusual cases to try to fit into the thing that you're talking about yeah um one of which is aaron brockovich oh yeah because i was just getting to that it's an unusual one because she wasn't already famous yeah but the story is very interesting, and her character is extremely interesting. Yeah. It is essentially a character study of a person who... It's a biopic, but no, nobody knows who they are. Yep. Like, you can make a, bi- a character study of, you know, like Martin Luther King Jr. or Abraham Lincoln or whatever, but it's kind of crazy, like... To take a situation that people probably hadn't heard of, and a person that people probably hadn't heard of... Yeah. And to get people to watch it is kind of impressive mm-hmm. and the fact that i mean as far as i know everybody still loves it yeah it's just a great movie and i don't know it's just a weird one because her character is so big yeah but i don't think the movie has anything to say about her character really <laughs> so that's why i think it's an interesting example to bring up within like the thing that you're talking about yeah because i don't know how it would fit into it it shouldn't be good by the and yet it by is. what you're thinking about. Well, they can still be good movies because yeah. the other one I was thinking of is The Pianist. Oh yeah, which is absolutely tremendous movie. Yeah, but but that's just about the Holocaust. doesn't have anything to say. I mean, it's yeah. this guy survives the Holocaust. That's the yeah. movie. It's amazing it's, yeah, movie. It's amazing. But it's that's it's it. primarily a, well, and that's a little bit of different from the two from what I'm thinking of, just because his character is very subdued yes important story you it, but, it would be very tough to say that it's about him yeah whereas i think aaron brockovich is weird because it's clearly about her just as a person yeah it's about just about her as a person yeah which that's is crazy fair. for somebody who's not famous for them to bother making a movie that big about that yeah that's um, true. the but other one that's the situation is probably more interesting. yeah and the situation is what made it like famous. fighting the, the yeah. big lawsuit and stuff. well and the, yeah the situation is i think why they made the movie in the first place yeah. but i think they just ended up making such a good portrayal of her as a person that that kind of stole the show yeah totally um the other one that's kind of similar to that is and this is backing up a little bit serpico which still probably not a lot of people have seen i'm definitely taking this opportunity to push serpico on everyone (laughs) um some people may have seen the episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia where charlie is screaming at the mayor yeah uh that's from serpico he was dressed like serpico in that moment it's about an undercover cop or a guy who becomes a cop and then quickly becomes an undercover cop and essentially becomes kind of intertwined in hippie culture yeah. in like the 60s and he also slowly learns about the insane corruption in the police department okay um and he kind of tries to end all of this corruption the yeah. only way he can and he risks his, uh, his basically his life and his career. Yeah. Uh, and it was a real guy. See, and that's the thing. When you were talking to me about it the other day and how I hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, yeah, it's based on a real story. And m- my mind was blown because yeah. I just thought this was like 
a oh, crazy yeah. Al Pacino role. Yeah. No, it's based on a real guy. The movie was made like two years after like all of that happened. Yeah. I'm not I'm not positive on that, but somewhere around there. It was very had recently happened. And he just undercovered this huge corruption. And so and like that's the thing you you know, people you hear people talking about like the blue wall sure. for win. Various things happen. Cops don't cops, report on cops. They cover for each other and stuff. And he basically that was all there. Like he fought against all of it. He risked that being there. Uh, it was very dangerous for him. And it's also just extremely cool because <laughs> he becomes more and more of this hippie guy the whole time. Yeah. And it's Al Pacino and he's kind of over the top all the time anyway. And I don't know. He it's just a cool movie to hang out in. Okay. And like his rage that he has yeah. against the establishment it's Al Pacino. and all that. That's how it's it Al goes. Pacino. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a really weird one because it doesn't really say a lot about the guy. Yeah. The situation is good, or the situation is interesting, and it does give you a window into this world that you probably don't know much about. Yeah, totally. But it's almost just like a hangout movie Sweet. where he happens to be this badass cop. It's very cool. Uh, I'm going to have to see this movie. Yeah, it's a it's a unique one for sure. There's a lot of very weird biopics, and I think that's one of my favorites. Nice. Well, yeah, anyway, I don't know what the solution is for Hollywood going forward. Just No, we don't have any solutions some, for everyone. Get some better anyone. scripts. Uh, yeah, I agree. Just get, uh, just get, have someone with a point to make. Yeah. There are uh, plenty of good stories. Gary Oldman's going to win the Oscar this year for for best actor yeah who knows but yeah i don't know that one also just reminded me of like the king's speech or whatever and we're still like, we're still we're mad. still mad yep that and, and i don't know how you can not watch those or even read the script and get done and be like yep that happened yeah like i don't know i guess maybe people just like want to feel uplifted sometimes i think i know that what the solution is you and i need to become hollywood producers yes We've come back to this solution. Everyone, putting us in charge. Everyone put us in charge. Give us money. And we'll make sure that the movies that come out that are about people yeah. aren't boring. Well, we'll just give them all a questionnaire when they submit their scripts. And I'll just be like, what's the point? You know? And like, <laughs> if they can't think of anything good beyond like this happened or like we should all be kinder to each other just generally. It's only going to be like two lines. That you yeah. can write on. It's going to be like in a tweet length. Yeah. Tweet what is at, that's the solution. Movie studios, tweet at us the point of your biopics and we'll tell you if it's good. We'll promote it for you even <laughs> yeah. if it's really good. Oh, yeah. You'll get our tens of followers. They'll all be in. <laughs> I think we've solved it. 